Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now, we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. This is The Hash Podcast. Stay informed with the latest on Bitcoin, ETH, the metaverse, Web3, and more. All on The Hash for your ears. You're listening to the Coindesk Podcast Network. We got some big news today. It's also Taco Tuesday, and since it's going to be our last Taco Tuesday, you better get ready for some actual tacos. That's a major news, but there is also real major news, and I'm starting us off today. Here we go. Let's go over to Grayscale. An appeals court ruled just today that the SEC must review Grayscale's ETF bid after they were previously rejected. It's being seen as a victory in the prospects for getting a spot Bitcoin ETF into the marketplace in the U.S., and the market is responding enthusiastically. Bitcoin surged on the news, uh, adding quite a bit of value. And now we're seeing some further chatter about what this means for the prospects, again, of the long-awaited Bitcoin spot ETF. This note, Grayscale is a sister company of Coindesk. They share ownership from Digital Currency Group, but we're going to talk about it. Love's off, no holds barred anyway. I'm so excited, you guys. (laughs) This is the absolute best news ever. The fact that we continue to see the SEC take these massive L's is music to my ears. I really, really feel that they have just been so predatory in their actions and wanting to litigate instead of give some sort of guidelines, help these honest entrepreneurs know what they're supposed to be doing and know what they can't do. Like to me, that's just super problematic behavior. We should want to support entrepreneurs. We should want to guide people to in the right direction. And more importantly, we should want to build back the American economy better. And I think with all of these massive wins the crypto industry is seeing, things hopefully will get better. All right, Will, you can take it now. This does not mean the ETF is going through now. It just means that the SEC has to go back and review the application again, and they have to give a actual opinion. There's a few lawyers on crypto Twitter talking about this this morning. What does this actually mean? What did the judge actually say? And they basically stated that the SEC did not have a good basis for making its past decision and now they need to go back to the books, relook at the application, and come up with a better decision. Whether that means that this is going to be approved or not, we still have to wait. This probably means it's going to be approved because there's a lot of political pressure now on the SEC 
after a judge took a look at this and said, you know what, guys, you didn't do your homework. You should have let this pass or you should have put some more thought into why you didn't want this to go through and you didn't. So we're kicking you back. Go study the books. Maybe we'll get something out of this. Now, of course, what's on the line? A lot of ETFs are out there. A lot of people are you know, lining these things up. I'd say there's about a half dozen plus ETFs that are uh, possible to move forward over the next 180 days or so. And if that opens up, that means like a lot of mom and pop retail investors can get into the Bitcoin market for the first time because you know they probably weren't comfortable touching Bitcoin in other ways. There's lots of different ways to get exposure to Bitcoin. There's lots of different ways of purchasing financial assets. But an ETF itself means that you can put Bitcoin into your 401k, into any sort of uh, trust with like a Schwab or Fidelity, something like that. That means that maybe coin go up. Who knows? A little speculation there. Could have some more apathy because the crypto markets right now are not great. But a lot of people in the crypto industry are looking at this and saying like, this could be our salvation from the depths of crypto winter. Jen? So I look at this court ruling in favor of Grayscale and the partial uh, ruling in favor of Ripple. And I think that there's a glimmer of hope, right? I think that these two cases show us that maybe this clarity we're seeking from the SEC, we are not going to get, but some of these decisions are going to be made in the court and some of them may lead to precedent setting decisions down the line, or they may at least force the SEC's hand so that we can get some more clarity. So good news all around. I want to point to uh, one of the lawyers who have been commenting on this, who has been commenting on this on Twitter this morning, Jake Chervinsky, who's the chief policy officer at the Blockchain Association. He said that it's rare for a federal circuit court to make a decision like this and said that there are two ways that this could possibly go. The SEC could come back and just provide another reason for rejecting it, or they could say their hand was forced by the court. And so they're going to do it, but it's not because they wanted to do it, but they were but they were forced by a judge. And so it will be interesting to see which way they go. I think it's important to note that an ETF has not been approved, but I think it is definitely a step in the right direction. Zach? Yeah, there's a lot of speculation that once one gets approved, several will be approved, right? So we have the BlackRock one, we have a bunch of other ones, I forget all the names, but there's a ton of uh, Bitcoin spot ETF proposals that are sitting uh, for rejection or approval. And I think the, you know, the, uh, the ETF watchers out there in the world have said that maybe when, when one gets over the finish line, others will likely also get over the finish line, such that the SEC isn't seen as picking a winner and giving an unfair advantage to one applicant over the others. So I think that's why there is sort of this buoyant sentiment across uh, the space as a whole. This isn't necessarily just a win for Grayscale. It's potentially a win for others such as BlackRock and others in the space who are looking to offer this product to, again, mom and pop investors who want it in their brokerage account and don't want to have to deal with um, the nonsense of dealing with the crypto itself. So that, I think, is why that sentiment is out there, why the market has seemed to, has reacted pretty positively. Bitcoin's up about 5% on the news, uh, a nice little surge, uh, given that Bitcoin has been pretty flat around 26K for the last little while now. So interesting to see, interesting to see what's going to follow this. But yeah, definitely the SEC may have taken an L on this one while they fight other fights and may rack up dubs on those ones. And I think we'll talk about that in a little bit. Who wants next? Oh, we're talking about that right now, Zach. NFTs. Sure, let's do it. Yeah, they've entered the chat. So the SEC has issued its first enforcement action targeting NFTs. The regulator ordered Impact Theory, an LA-based media company that raked in nearly $30 million from selling tiered NFTs to compensate investors arguing that the transactions were illegal, unregistered securities offerings. Impact Theory has agreed to set up a fund to reimburse investors, destroy remaining NFTs, and they will pay a fine of $6.1 million. Wendy, going to toss this one 
Off to you. What do you make of the SEC's first NFT enforcement action? Um, we all knew that this was coming. The reason why we knew it's coming is when we're talking about NFTs, people like to call them digital assets or digital collectibles, but that's just really skirting around what an NFT actually is. It is a token. It is a little adorable little token that kind of just lives on that blockchain that's just kind of there, just kind of chilling. Um, but it really depends the way that these entities are set up and how they're using the NFTs, because let's face it, when we do talk about collectibles, Again, I was an eBay seller. I would go to thrift stores. I would buy used designer vintage goods or things that I saw that were in style that I, can, that I knew I was going to be able to flip. Because I knew I was going to be able to flip and make money off of them, it kind of makes you think, is this a security? Is this not a security? But in fact, it's just a tangible, a tangible good. But that's the kind of the way that I view NFTs. I, view, I literally view them as collectibles that you can buy and then you hope that they appreciate, but you're not 100% sure if they're going to appreciate. Um, for this particular um, lawsuit, I, I forget exactly how the company went, went about it. Um, I'm going to do planning on doing a video on my channel about it. YouTube, Crypto Indio, go subscribe. But I do think it's very interesting. I think we're going to see a lot of other NFT projects get hit. And it's very important. If you do plan on launching a project, you probably should obtain some sort of legal advice um, just so you have some sort of guidance and just have some basic understanding of the law. Because again, you guys were in very, very uncharted territories. Will, what is your thought about these adorable little single tokens that kind of just live on the blockchain. Are they securities? What's Digital going on? Digital tchotchkes, as Zach would say. I like the tchotchkes, depending <laughs> on if they're penguins or not. No, okay. So I think this case specifically more refers to how this NFT rollout occurred. I did see some people, including Zach BTC, who's sort of like the on-chain sleuth the last cycle, talking about how this NFT drop was had some dubious parts about it and that's why they saw this case going forward right this is the first one we've seen with an nft so there's that on the other hand looking at the dissent from hester perks and others at the sec who were judging on this decision they thought it was a little odd to come after a single nft case why for the reasons wendy just sort of laid out there right like we have art markets we have designer bag markets people saw these things on street corners so we're not going after them but the sec in this case decided to go after it I think it does fit a long-standing pattern from the SEC that enforcement actions target select groups and select people where they can have easy case wins. And then that sets sort of like a precedent for the rest of the industry, right? They go after the Ripple Labs, they go after this NFT case, they go after library, they go after the ones where they think they can sort of win. In the case of Ripple Labs, they have a lot of money. So I don't know if that was the best target because that one's been hauled up in court for the better part of three years. The library one was sort of a slam dunk, though, right? They like won that, and the library didn't have enough money to go back and fight against them. So they've basically been on a social media campaign. And I think with this SEC one here, you know, it's NFT market. They just had to like put up with it. They had to pay disgorgements and let it go. And that's the end of the case. Now for all these NFT creators out there, they have to think about these things a little harder than they were previously. If that's good or bad, I don't know. I don't. I don't love the strategy the SEC has been you know, walking out for the last few years. I think we've all opined on that a lot in this show. Uh, but there is something to saying, maybe we should have like a little bit more consumer protection with some of these new markets that are popping up. Permissionless innovation is great, but that also means that you have permissionless rugging. Permissionless rugging. Is that a feature or a bug, Will? That's some crazy. That's a crazy little turn of phrase you just made. Know. That's some crazy stuff right there. Yeah, I mean, this is the SEC sort of cherry picking something that, again, to your point, they're most likely to win, right? This is something that you get this token, you're entitled to all these benefits. You're entitled to, I don't know, whatever the language is, the profit based on the expectation of others' efforts, whatever that legal uh, phrasing is. 
again, based on these rewards that were very much linked to this particular project. So is this all projects? No, every NFT project does its own thing in terms of roadmap, in terms of additional perks. But I think they chose this one saying, hey, this one may be more security-like than some of the other projects out there that don't entitle holders to additional benefits. And I think, you know, again, it's going to be different for each particular case. Sorry, each for, for each particular project. But this case, SEC thinks at least, is going to be more favorable toward its stance on the matter. And it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. Jenna, sorry. Yeah, I think it's important to note that two out of the five SEC commissioners were involved in the dissent. So it wasn't just Hester Peirce. It was also Mark Ueda, who pointed out some of the points, Zach, that you and Will both made. And the sticking point, what it sounds like when I read this case, is that language. They allegedly had language that, you know, promised people who bought these NFTs future returns. But there was an interesting tweet that I wanted to bring up. It's by lawyer and ex-SEC special counsel Hermine Wong. She said that this is a naked grab for power given the title of the SEC's press release. So she pointed to the fact that in the press release, the SEC named NFTs instead of just saying that this company violated securities laws, and that's not consistent with other press releases that the SEC has launched, which would give just, you know, the general viewer, the general reader of this press release, the idea that NFTs are now unregistered securities and that you should not participate in NFTs, not just this project, but NFTs as a whole. And I thought that was an interesting point. And I wonder if um, their communications would be so calculated. I wonder. It's a very exciting day because not only is it Tuesday, but we also have to talk about FTX. Should we do FTX first? We do tacos first. What do we do? What do we do? We gotta do FTX. FTX. All right, we gotta we gotta do FTX, wait. guys. All right. Bad call. Our bellies, our bellies. <laughs> All right. So FTX customers, myself included, hit by withdrawal phishing emails right after SimSwap attack, which is super super exciting. So apparently, we are all receiving um, phishing emails after Kroll, the claims agent in the bankruptcy proceedings, was impacted by a SIM swapping attack. The attack linked customer balances and phone numbers and home addresses. And the emails say that the withdrawals are available on FTX. So you guys do have to be careful about that. Also, too, um, customer information from Genesis and BlockFi were also leaked in that attack. And account passwords and other sensitive data were not impacted. This is my problem, you guys. This is my problem. My problem is I understand why people want a KYC. But at the same time, we can't even trust third parties to keep our information private. And when we're talking about crypto investors, we're talking about people who could potentially be targeted, especially if their balances are leaked, because... Uh, Let's face it. And I also think, too, if you're going to gaffle somebody up that is a crypto user, it's going to be a lot different than just kind of robbing somebody on the street. So it makes it a little bit more scary. This is unfortunate to hear. Good that Zach XBT posted this on his platform to get this information out to as many people as possible. So thank you, Mr. Zach. But I want to toss this over to Will because Will likes privacy. You like privacy, though. I don't know if I implement enough about it. So there's also that. Maybe I don't care about privacy that much. Who knows? Uh, This was pretty... It was going to happen, right? Like, <laughs> we have a honeypot of information, all this KYC stuff. This is what happens when you have KYC. It doesn't matter how great your data, database plans are. Someone's going to figure out how to get in there. Why? Because there's a lot of money inside KYC. Like, there's a lot of money inside this, this information. And so if you're able to crack the nut, then, yes, you can get in there and get all the information squeezed out from people. And so these phishing links are going to go out. Do not click on anything. Be very careful what you're looking at just part of crypto. And if you're involved in one of these things, it's probably worth like understanding how to make like a sandbox on your computer, opening up links and protecting yourself from them in the first place. Because at some point, there is going to be information from the FTX estate about 
the uh, ongoing proceedings and how it affects you as a creditor or debtor of the whole platform. And you probably need that information, but it's going to be harder and harder to know which information is pertinent or what is dangerous. So just be careful out there. Just like yesterday, I feel sorry for people who got into crypto, who went and created an FTX account after seeing, you know, one of those FTX commercials starring one of the big A-list Hollywood celebrities or saw sports sponsorship, went onto the platform, and now they just keep getting rugged um, time after time. I've, I'm sure people got this email maybe clicked on a link thinking they were going to get some of their money back and now they're part of this scheme. The discussion around data privacy and data protection is one I think is larger than this industry. It's one I think that we could have an entire show on. And yes, time and time again, large companies, especially large tech companies, have shown that they are not holding our data in secure ways. And we see data breaches from like many different industries. This is not just a crypto problem. And so my message, as it always is, is always look at the link you are clicking on. Always look at the email address that you are getting an email from. And this is the time to do your due diligence. Just, just if you're not sure, take some time, do some investigating, ask some questions, try and contact the company, ask someone who's maybe a little bit more technically inept than you, and be careful out there. Wendy? I just have to say really quickly, um, one key thing to do, well, first off, I don't. I didn't read in the story if it was FTX US customers or FTX because there's a big distinction there. Number one, number two, if you are in crypto and you do not have a burner email address for crypto exchanges or you are not creating a burner email for multiple different crypto exchanges, please consider doing that. Um, that is not a hard thing to do. Anybody can do it, and it's just kind of a basic principle when in crypto. Um, use two FA. Keep it on a burner phone um, with nothing that's related to you, um, use different passwords, um, secure those safely. So those are just little tips that I like to give out because I feel like that is probably one of the easiest ways to practice terrible OPSEC, but not so terrible. (laughs) Zach. I like this conversation. This is a really good conversation to have, right? These massive honeypots, these massive troves of data that all these companies, these third parties, it's Home Depot, it's Target, it's the biggest companies in the world. And sure enough, every time they fall victim to these things, it exposes people to real harm, especially when there's dollar amounts associated with people's personal information on the internet. Very scary. A lot of scary stuff going on in crypto as it relates to that. And I think that conversation has yet to advance beyond how we fix some of these honeypot issues. But certainly, blockchain technology, uh, zero-knowledge proofs, there are all sorts of stuff in this space around encryption that could be applied to fix some of these things that these established systems they keep throwing out these problems into the world and it really sucks for folks. So I would hope that sometimes we, re- I hope that we reach a critical mass at some point where encryption powered solutions to these problems um, finally become accepted uh, widely because we're just not there yet. These big troves of data are really bad and it keeps hurting people. So anyway, I'm glad we took this conversation down that path. That's it. That's all I got. Well, it looks That's like... It looks like it is a very happy taco oh. Tuesday. My daughter made this, so I always like to show off her artwork and what she did. She brought this home for wow. mommy because she knows mommy loves tacos. Num, 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 num. Thank you, love, mm. so much. But happy Taco Tuesday. And I guess let's talk a little bit about some of our favorite memories. And um, while I watched Jen um, stuff her face and I don't have a... Um, I, I actually have Gotta a... Gotta get that um, lime on there. Yeah, put the lime yeah. in the coconut and mix get it all up. Get the lime on there. You know, we've talked about Taco Tuesday so many times. This is the first time we've ever actually done Taco Tuesday, which... Can we do Taco ASMR and you guys just eat into the mic really grossly? You guys have to talk. We're we're going to eat. You guys have to talk. So this one's on you guys. Um, So one of my favorite 
things about the hash was um, getting to go to, I, well, I would go to consensus anyways, because consensus is one of my favorite events. So hopefully CoinDesk will send me next year. But anyways, I also love meeting the alpaca because it was super cute and it gave me kisses. And um, I love um, cute little animals. Let's take a look at some Taco Tuesday animation <laughs> oh, yeah, now. That's, that's the worst. That's the worst. No talking with your mouth full. Let's look at some llamas. Tuesdays on the hash. I, I like want to take animation. a look. I know. Zach is mm. in. I don't even think that's a taco. A but that's okay. A euro. Is that like a, a falafel? A falafel? Mm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. That's not uh, a taco. A or maybe it's like a <laughs> like out. a pastrami taco or something. I don't know. Well, it's a plus Shout out Jared. Joe. I think he made that. No, All right, Joe I'm going to take a Joe big bite into my taco and let you guys know that one of my favorite moments from the hash is when we had an alpaca on stage. Uh, and so we're going to take a look at a clip from Consensus this year when we had an alpaca on the stage. Um, and I'll tell you why it was my favorite after we see this beautiful animal. I think we have an actual animal here. It's not a bear market not anymore. A bear. Not a bear. I think it's actually an alpaca market. We are suckers for a good gimmick, and this, sir, Hello. is a good gimmick. Why do you have an alpaca with you today? Yeah, this is our uh, business development intern, Lefty. Uh, was at our oh. booth for the last three hours, so everyone that came by, thanks for checking it out. Yeah, did a great job, I think. Well, that is lovely. Thank you for joining us. Lefty, Thank thanks for being here. Let's have a big round of applause for... Thanks, Lefty. Lefty the alpaca. Amazing. Amazing. Eating and presenting is hard, guys. This is why we haven't done it until now. <laughs> Jen, you look so happy. <laughs> I am so happy. Um, okay, alpaca. <laughs> alpaca was my favorite because, like, what the heck? On what other crypto show can you bring an alpaca on the stage and just have this really lighthearted moment and and that moment i think is an example for me of all of the like really hard-hitting serious news we've covered but we've been able to maintain a really kind of light-hearted demeanor with each other and with our audience and i feel like and i hope that we've welcomed people into the space and we've made some very complex topics accessible by showing you llamas and tacos and being fun and being your friends that you could join every day at noon to find out what's going on. And that's why that was my favorite moment. Oh, that was sweet. That was awesome. That's very sweet. I can't top that. I was just going to say how it made no sense that there was an alpaca up there with the chorus one guy. But you know what? <laughs> Look it at Will's fun. face. was fun. Look at Will. Very happy. Look at Will. He's so happy right now. <laughs> Will was a little uh, spooked. I saw, I, saw I, just, Will. I, saw, I saw Will jump a little bit when the animal came on stage. Will was a little I spooked. I just want to let everybody uh, know. Like charge me. I'm gonna, I'll protect us from PETA. Okay. These are mm. not alpaca tacos, by the way. Just FYI. Do not pump your coins with alpacas. This is the closest we've been to an actual YouTube show, I think, Wendy. Nice. Right? Pretty close to it. Yeah. Maybe yeah. maybe we could spin one up. Yeah, you guys should just come on my like channel. Fun. It's, it's fun this over there. Um, um, we just yell and, and, and stuff like that. The hash the reunion. Okay. All right. I'm going to eat the remainder of my six tacos. Shout out to three brothers. Uh, good tacos here. We're going to eat these all up. It's going to be good stuff. I'm Zach. That's Jen. We got Wendy. We got Will. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks for being here. See ya. Bye now. You've been listening to The Hash on the Coindesk Podcast Network. We would like to hear from you. If you have any questions or comments, please reach out to us at podcasts at coindesk.com, subject line, The Hash, or leave us a review on your favorite podcast player. Thanks for listening. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader. 
New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader. What if I told you that you can support your blood pressure and healthy CoQ10 levels with two chews a day? The new Super Beats Heart Chews Advanced is now supercharged with CoQ10. That's like getting CoQ10 for free. Our powerful blend of beetroot, grapeseed extract, and CoQ10 supports your cardiovascular health. Visit RadioBeats.com and find out how you can get a free 30-day supply on bundles and save 15% with the promo code DEAL.